Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. What are you taking away from this process so far? What's, what's, how, what's impacting you? I don't think I realized how much anxiety I had until it went away. <laughs> so, you know, just having a clearer sense of where I'm going and that I don't need to have all of this figured out that, and I think I have a sense of the places that I hide and that sense of integrity, right. And knowing when you're out of integrity with yourself um, and listening to that, uh, I may not know what's wrong, but I know something's wrong. So it's a good I really like that as a marker to start digging being like, what, like, where am I out of alignment? Great. It just sounds, I mean, it just sounds like such a fun way to live. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you feel like you're wasting time on the wrong path? Is a lack of time keeping you from making a big change? And what can we do if we've lost touch with our joy? Today, I'm talking with an emergency room surgeon who's making the moves to change careers. That said, he's anxious, he's worried, he's being pulled in too many directions, and he feels like he's missing the boat. In this conversation, we identify the limiting beliefs killing his confidence, and learn how clarity and integrity provide satisfaction, even if he hasn't crossed the finish line yet. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. What feels like a, just a place to start? Who knows where we're going to go, but what feels like it's a place to start the conversation? So I've been, you know, I've been trying to journal and in, in preparation for this and like really what's top of mind for me. And I think what keeps coming up again and again and again is bringing more joy and especially more aliveness into my life. Mm. There's this picture from probably six or eight years ago, after like one of the best days skiing I've ever had in, in Alta, Utah, and we're, we're sitting at the bar and there's just this look of like, you know, like that happy exhaustion you have after like a great physical activity. 
and like pure joy. Like I look at that picture and I'm like, where did that go? Hmm. I want, I like, I want more of that in my life. Hmm. Okay. And is it, is it your expectation that that can be a constant state that you experience? No. Oh no. Um, it just feels, um, so, you know, probably for the last four or five years, I wouldn't say it feels like a grind, but a lot less joy for sure. Um, and part of like, I think it started, one of my best friends passed away almost five years ago now, um, from brain cancer, the one who I would always be skiing with and just, he was kind of the one that was always leading the way and being like, come on, we got this, let's go. Um, and then being in healthcare the last couple of years with COVID has been, that has been a grind for sure. So it's almost in some ways, like I've forgotten what that looks like, but I, but I, yeah, I certainly don't think that it's all daisies and fun all the time. It's not that, but I do think that's a, an important cornerstone for me, an important foundation to be approaching the rest of my life from that place. That's great because it, it, you know, we can get through. A lot of us are just getting through life. Like, what do I do so that I'm not uncomfortable? What do I do so that I I don't lose money? Or what do I do so that I don't look like a moron? Like, that's their aim, yeah. and their focus. And I'm hearing from you is like, wait a second, I want to be orienting towards more joy and aliveness. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly that scarcity fear. I mean, I'm in my career. I'm pivoting. I'd like to get out of medicine in the next couple of years, and I've. You know, in the last year or two, I've started doing financial planning for my colleagues, which is like having those deep conversations with them is so much fun for me. Uh, And it's really meaningful and really impactful. But there, I think I feel two things coming up there. There's like all that scarcity. um, And part of that comes from growing up in a family that was um, really poor and broke. You know, I remember like, going to the store on food stamps and I'm like, I never want to feel that again. Um, and then there's the whole identity piece of having trained for 20 years to be a doctor, right? Like walking away from that. Okay. So I want to orient my life towards more joy and aliveness. I want to allow, I want to do the things that allow that into our, that into my life. And I think it's important to, I use that word allow on purpose because if we have an achiever mindset, we think that joy and aliveness is something we can achieve. It's something at the end of a thing. And it's actually more of a subtractive process. We, we have to remove things in order for joy and aliveness to just simply arise. We could go into a much longer conversation around that. But um, yeah, we, we don't want to stack joy and aliveness on top of a to-do list. But nonetheless, we do need to create the circumstances for us to just simply allow that into our lives. So, And then there's this... I'm hearing the obstacle is scarcity and identity. And I want to dig into those a little bit more. Sure. So you want to pivot away from medicine and get into more financial planning because there's more meaning there and there's more connection. It sounds like you really have, I just hear it in your voice when you're talking, there's more purpose there and you just enjoy it. You enjoy the process. Yeah, I do. And it's, it's, they're, they're deep, impactful, and really meaningful conversations that I get to have with dear friends and colleagues uh, and open their eyes to what's possible. And yeah, in my current career, I'm just, 
I mean, I'm bored out of my mind. It sounds crazy. Like, but I'm bored out of my mind. I've been doing the same thing now for 15 years, the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And even though what I do on a day-to-day basis is very meaningful for a lot of the patients, I am so terribly bored. Great. I, you know, when you describe, I've been doing the same thing for 15 years, the exact same way. I don't, that doesn't sound crazy at all. That sounds boring. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not crazy. And they, if we think about where flow states come from, you describe coming down, you know, being able to ski. Flow states are where our challenge, our skill meets the challenge. And so if our, the challenge is no longer rising up to our skill level, then we are, we are in danger of just sleepwalking through, through, through life. So we want a little bit, of, we want to be right at that edge. And that's where we really enjoy our work. And it sounds like the financial planning piece is challenging you. You're developing a skill set there and it's more engaging for you. Okay. All right. So you tell me then, uh, I want to make this pivot and, uh, but I can't because why? Oh man, there's, I mean, there's so much like head trash that comes up, right? It's, uh, you know, what will it, it used to be, what will people think? And since I've like gotten past all that and just started doing it and actually have clients now, that piece has gone away. Um, I think my biggest hurdle right now is time and being really accountable for my time. Uh, it's every time I carve out more time from the operating room, we, you know, someone gets out sick, someone leaves, and all of a sudden there's all these shifts that need to get covered and get pulled right back into it. Um, so I just, I tell myself that I don't have enough time. On top of all that, we have a 18 month old at home who is so much fun and I is the center of my life. Uh, I had no idea what I was missing. And um, it's forced me to be really intentional with saying no to more things, which, um, so there's just, the, I feel like there's this conflict. They wanna be home, I wanna spend time with my family. And I'm also trying to build this new business and it's it's almost like I'm using time as an excuse not to really dive into it. Why do you say that? Well, it's, it, you know, it's been building and I do, you know, I bring, I feel like I'm bringing on one or two new clients each month. Um, but I have this story in my head that, you know, if I had 10 or 20 more hours a week, I'd be at that point that I wanted to be already. And, I could just walk away from medicine entirely. It's the analogy I think of a lot is, you know, like being on the edge of a dock and the boat's leaving and I'm still holding onto the dock for dear life and the boat's still leaving. And I either, you know, I have to pick one or the other, or I'm going to fall in the water. Hmm. This either or scenario that you've created here and you're this, I think this is just what humans do. I think this is what we do is a joy killer. <laughs> I want more joy in my life. So it's either this or that. Oh no. <laughs> just <laughs> I just killed all the joy. Is it That's, really true that the boat's leaving? No, it's not true actually. It's not at all, especially in what I do. Why this story then? What what is it about this story that that works for your scenario? Why is this boat leaving? It doesn't have to be rational. 
But I want to, like I said, we do this, we create a thing and somehow it serves us, it serves our frame if we get into this bind, this either or bind. So I want to see if we can yeah. unpack that for you, what it means for you. I, you know, when I think about that, I think it, I think it provides cover. Like it gives me a place to hide. Um, instead of, you know, if the story I'm telling myself is I don't have enough time and, you know, my clinical career is like impinging on all this time I need to, to build my business, then there's not going to be enough time. Whereas they're actually, I wouldn't say there's plenty of time, but there's time and there's time to carve it out in the corners and in the spaces. There's time to have a discussion with my wife and say, how can I find some more time? You know, maybe after our kids gone to sleep, there is time, but it, it provides me cover to not do the work that I need to do to build the business. Okay. Very insightful. So if I buy into this either or thing, somehow there's like, we create this magical parallel path where that, that guy's yeah. doing the right thing and he's yeah. courageous and makes the leap and I'm missing out. That path yeah. is where everything works out mm -hmm. and I'm not on that path. I'm on the wrong path. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. And by getting stuck in this debate with yourself, you're distracting yourself from what's the work? What's the work that needs to be done? I mean, there, you know, there's like the day-to-day -day stuff of taking care of current clients, right? Whatever those issues might come up. But really for the where I am in the business, it's it's kind of on the marketing end of things of making myself feel seen, right? Like letting my colleagues know what I'm doing and how I can help them. Um, and that could be writing, that could be doing, you know, there's lots of physician oriented finance podcasts to be on. And I've done some of that. It's doing that kind of stuff to get my name out there. So if we start to drill in, we get out of this drama of, Oh no, the, the, the boat's leaving. I'm missing out. TikTok clocks ticking down. We can start to focus just on what's the work to be done. And then we're up against, Oh, I'm, I've got some vulnerable work here. I'll be seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It feels very vulnerable. And for you, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to imagine what vulnerable is for you, but if we start, if we see you as this person or you start, you put plant your flag and say, I'm this person that helps other people in the medical field do X, Y, Z with their finances. What, what's at stake here for you? I think the big fear is not having enough of not having the same kind of income or um, having that feeling of scarcity isn't quite the right word, but um, I mean, it's interesting because this is a lot of the work that I do for my clients, right? Like feeling like you have enough is not a number. It's, that's all, it's a total mindset. And I know that logically, but it's, it's, it's doing the work so that I actually feel that in my core. All right, we got two things here then. The bind keeps you from stepping into this place where this gets serious now. We kind of can do it as a hobby right now. Yeah. It's, it's maybe living in Hobbyville and you're yeah. getting to the point where we're going to put some big boy pants on and go pro. That, yeah, that's totally what it feels like. And then... What I understand about going pro, 
uh-oh, we might be moving into the territory of not enough. This is really risky. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing that this, is, this could be possibly risky. Eh, it's got a little bit of, a, of some hair around it, around the what will people think. But then there's also the risk of, shit, I, am I going to have enough financially for my lifestyle, for my family, what we enjoy? What about the hard work? Is that scary too? Yeah, there, you know, as we talked earlier, right? Like I'm in a place in my career where not that I've seen all the bad things that can happen in the operating room, but I feel pretty comfortable when an emergency happens. Like I know I've, I've done this hundreds of thousands of times now. I know how to approach it, how to think through it. And yeah, what if someone asked me a question I don't know the answer to? I'm, I'm supposed to be the guy that has all the answers. Like that's the story that I'm telling myself in my head. And it, I mean, it's really interesting trip because this week I've had, there's been a couple of those kind of questions and instead of approaching it from a place of fear, like I got really excited. I was like, Oh, this is fun. I actually get to learn some new stuff <laughs> from, a, you know, it, it's from that place of curiosity and it changed everything. It changed the whole experience. All right. So this feels pretty floaty right now, and I want to I want to bring it down to earth a bit. Okay. You're smart. Okay. If we were to if you were to zoom out and you were going to prescribe what to do for this guy that's building this endeavor in your life, what would he be doing and what or what might he be doing differently? It's reaching out to people who are further ahead of me on the path. So other planners, specifically other planners who are doing work um, with the physician community. Um, it's and connect with them. Why? To learn from them. Okay. You know, to get some mentorship, keep myself from falling in the same holes that they did. Um, but also I think it's building a sense of community um, and helping strengthen this new identity that I'm building. Okay. Reaching out to other planners. What else? What are the other actions that you would um, be doing? You know, and as we talked about earlier, part of it's just getting my name out there. So it's, so it's just reaching out and say, Hey, I, can I come give a lecture for an hour and teach your residents? Okay. What else? What else would you be doing to know that you were putting the bricks down and building this thing? The other part is on the operations. Um, how do I get a client from point A to point B? There can be a lot of head trash around that. Like, see, like you shouldn't be doing this. Like you have no idea what you're doing. And, you know, instead of being like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing because you've never done this before. So this is a great chance to learn. Uh, and not only that, this is a great chance to build this process so it works for you and how you want to build your life and makes it fun for your clients. Mm -hmm. And when I give myself that permission, it gets a lot easier and a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else? My mantra for this year has been less like what, and you know, you brought this up earlier, like what can I do less of? And so with a lot, uh, I think I went into this when I started building this business thinking, I had to be the guy who did everything. Um, 
because that's kind of what I do in the operating room. Like I'm the person who does all the things for the patient while they're under anesthesia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I'm finding is that's not true at all in this. Like, so I think a lot about the part uh, of the work that I don't enjoy and ask myself, I mean, first of all, does this even need to get done at all? And if it's something that's important and needs to get done, does it need to get done by me or can I hire someone to do that or, you know, pay someone else to do that work? Um, so I'm getting to the point where having an assistant, uh, like an admin assistant would be really, really beneficial because I get to do the fun stuff, the stuff that is, that brings me a lot of energy, which are those conversations, right. With my colleagues and, um, doing some of the work where I'm learning more for them. And then like a lot of the compliance and, you know, sort of back office stuff that I don't enjoy at all. I can hand off. Great. You know, you're in a role, anything else that comes up, the actions, you know, that if you were going to prescribe this to yourself to, Hey, this is what, this is how I would know I was on track and in making progress. I, I think that hits the majority of them. Okay. As you describe this, it makes perfect sense to me why you don't feel secure and clear. There were a lot of vague terms in here. Okay. If we zoom out and we want to think that anxiety is, this is a Chip Connolly's uh, equation, right? Uncertainty times powerlessness equals anxiety. So I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure what to do. And I don't even really fucking know what to do right now. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm in a state of anxiety. So of course not enough's going to come up. All the other things are going to get activated and I'm just kind of swirling around. And then I can come up with these other scenarios where this boat's leaving the dock and all of that kind of stuff. So as you described these and I was digging, I wanted, I could see where we could push to, on a regular basis, start to help you see this is what's getting done this week so that I'm connecting and learning, that I am getting in front of people and teaching and helping and serving, that I am getting specific help with particular operations. I'm learning these skills and these processes and these operations, and that I've got help to hand off the things. So the more specific you can get in this area, the more that your actions, the the limited time that you have can be used in a better way. And the result is usually when the head hits the pillow at night, it's like, yeah, I haven't fulfilled the the big mission yet, but I'm on my way. I'm not dicking around. And then the system calms down. It's fun. Yeah, it feels rewarding. That's, I mean, I can already feel that in my body right now. Okay, great. So I don't see a big problem here, right? It, what happens if we, if we leave this stuff vague, then it's easy for all the head trash to come in. So we're going to help you. And Michael Gerber wrote a book called The E-Myth years ago. It's more of a business book, but I always loved his structure of having inside that we've got to have the mentality of a visionary, the mentality of a manager, and the mentality of a technician. And what I'm helping you do now is get access from this technician part of you 
into more of, okay, what's the vision? We want to create ABC. And then, okay, what needs to be done? Somebody needs to connect the dots between that vision and the guy that goes out, goes out and executes. Yeah. I've only got a certain amount of time, only got a certain amount of energy. So where do I put the best use of that time and energy? Love it. That's what we're doing right here. Okay. Yeah, I love it. As I say that, is there anything else that pops up? I just want to make sure we leave room and, and welcome anybody to the party that it could be resistance. It could be like, nope, still not okay. No, it actually, it, it's like, I can already feel it, like that fun popping back in. And um, like what pops in my head is, you know, instead of looking at time as being this negative, right? Like I only have X amount of hours. I can tell a different story where like my limited amount of time actually forces me to focus on the things that are most important. So I don't waste my time doing all the stupid stuff that doesn't need to get done. Yeah. So it's actually a really positive thing. So, I mean, just that flip alone makes right. a big difference. Right. Okay, great. So we have an opportunity here, if you want to go through each of these four areas and get really yeah. specific about kind of the current mission, they get pretty granular. Sure. And, but what that would represent is what would be happening on a regular basis, essentially just having, you know, kind of an, an operations meeting with yourself yeah. or somebody that supports you to do this so that you bounce it off and say, here's how I, I move the needle in this arena. Here's how, what would move the needle here. Here's what moved the needle there. And then this is the agreement I'm making to get this done. Yeah. Not based on a magical calendar that has 800 hours a day, yeah. but the, the calendar that works for you. And when you make that agreement and you follow through, that's where the satisfaction comes from. I'm not falling behind. I'm in integrity. I feel confident in myself as a result. Uh, I, I love that word agreement. And it's, you know, of realizing some of those places that I'm not in integrity where I'm breaking these agreements all the time because I'm setting unrealistic agreements for one. But so I love that you use those two words. Okay, great. Excellent. And again, when we're doing this, then there's not enough space for a head trash, as you call it, resistance to come in. We're just focused on what's the next thing. I've got, okay, yeah, I'm making that phone call. I've, I'm driving to the thing and making it happen. And there's that satisfaction. What did I learn? Okay, great. Here's my follow-up. What's the next? Oh, that, that thing didn't go so well. What do I want to learn there? Who could help me? You're just in the process now instead of circling the drain, wondering what the hell is going to happen. Okay. So, like I said, we can now start to zoom in and figure out, get in the trenches here and figure out what you want to do. But I just want to touch okay. base because I want to come back to the part of you that's feeling the scarcity and the identity and what people think. How are they doing as we go into this direction? I do feel them relaxing. And I think, you know, part of it goes to what you just mentioned, right? Like, if I know that I'm, putting one foot in front of the other, um, you know, it's not saying I need to be a point, you know, all the way at the end. It's just, I just need to take the next step. That feels uh, much more doable. I do feel those parts relax. That means they're trusting you. 
somebody stepping up. I'm the leader. I've got clarity. This is what we're doing this week. This is what we're agreeing to. It's not going to blow up our lives. It's not going to take time away. And, you know, I'm going to lose my family or whatever all the fears are. This is, this is all that's being done. Okay, cool. Somebody's here. Somebody's calling the shots. We can trust this guy. Love it. And the whole system calms down. Okay, great. I want to highlight something here because you have an internal guidance system. Your anxiety, your whatever this pinch is that you experience, whatever the, the not enough thing, that's an experience. That's a feeling. Okay. And so when we talk about these things, I want you to pay attention. Does it have a pinch? Or does it feel like, no, good, there's space there. That feels right. That feel, integrity hurts. Or being out of integrity, I should say, hurts. And being in integrity yeah. feels good. And so I want to help yeah. you come back to this sense of, yeah, am I integrity here? How does it feel? And we, now we're just in maintenance. We're just moving it along. Okay. There's, there's definitely still a pinch. And part of it is um, I think most of the ways I've shown up in that community right now have been virtual. They haven't been um, in person yet, like going to a conference, for example, or even, you know, even with this mastermind group there, there is an option for in person. Right now, that's not working, you know, in part because of where we are with a kid and my day job in anesthesia. But there's definitely still a pinch there. Okay. So, given your management, right, given, given your, the resources, the time and energy you have, is can you identify what would specifically, is it just, hey, I went to a meeting and I met in person? Is that close? the gap for you and feel right? Or is there something else? I want to help you identify the thing that would be satisfying for you. There's a few, you know, like there's a lot of these planning conferences that don't sound interesting to me at all. Um, but there's a few that are more targeted on say like mindset and behavior and how to have um, really meaningful connected conversations with your clients around their purpose and what drives them and what, you know, like what's most important to them and using money as a tool to help them achieve those things. But really, how do you have some of these more difficult conversations with your colleagues? That sounds more interesting. Okay. So there's two layers to this, at least. One is I would get in person and go learn in person. But I heard more of what this is pointing towards, which is I want to get good at having these difficult conversations, at yeah. drilling down to what is, what's meaningful and why, what's the purpose for doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I want to help you with that because you can get good at going to conferences and not really learn dick. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so if we come back to ultimately, I want to get good at these difficult conversations. Now we can start looking for those opportunities. Is there a way to, yes, I can learn, I can observe, and then where could I practice? Yeah, I love that. I mean, that sounds fun. Scary, okay. but fun. All right. So now we have a mission to, just a short-term mission, is just to clarify what's the best way to learn how to have these conversations. And then okay. we can identify the path for you so that over the next however many weeks you can start to develop that foundation. You'll always be expanding that but now we're getting clear so we've gone from i want to connect with other planners and mentorship to right now i want to learn how to have these tough conversations and go and you know, i want to go deep with people that's a mission okay. does that fit 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You see how we just got, went from kind of foggy and vague to zoop, right? Yeah, here. no, it feels, I mean, it feels crystal clear. Great. Okay. But really it's diving in and doing the work and having those conversations, providing the space for my colleagues and taking the time to reflect on where I still need to do the work. I love this. Because what you're naming is, is another comfort zone for a lot of people, which is they confuse learning with practice. Yeah. I can li- I'm listening to the podcasts. I'm reading the books. Yeah. I went to the conference. I still really don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like when I get yeah. into that scenario, I don't know what to do. And you know this yeah. very well from your own work. So I love that we can highlight the difference here. And what might be most satisfying for you if you have a limited amount of time is practice yeah and i'll tell you it's the you know the first half of that is a great place that i know i can hide for years there's just one more you know i need to learn this one more thing (laughs) before i can do the work yeah so and it, it doesn't help it doesn't get me anywhere great that's one of the things we talk about allowing right it's like oh i'm doing that thing where i need to be you know, it, mentally, I need to understand this top to bottom, whereas there's more of an embodied sense of how to do this and catching that. Oh, I can start to minimize some of this learning stuff because that's part of resistance is need to learn more. I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's just go in there and start breaking things and yeah. <laughs> figure out how to put them back together. <laughs> right. Okay. Beautiful. Vague specific and we're getting into a deeper question for you as you look at your day or your week or your month and saying what would be satisfying what would really be satisfying oh i'm doing this stuff now i'm really learning it anxiety lives in vague and your confidence and your ease uh comes with structure yeah i mean it's so stupid to me that i've made this such a boogeyman because it's not a it just doesn't even need to be a thing whatever we're, we're turning into it. We're knocking it out right now. We're killing yeah. it. Okay. So let's zoom out. Started out with all this head trash, kind of this big, this big bind. Everything's going to fall apart if you don't jump on this boat that's moving away. And now we're into the process. We're actually doing it. We're asking ourselves what would be satisfying. We're going to make clear agreements about what is to be done short-term in service of this long-term goal that you have. And as a result, we can create a sense of integrity within ourselves. Peace of mind arises as a result. The system's already calming down, as you said. Okay. Now, there's what, what really feel, what, how we really honor integrity is we give a timeline to these things. Now, this is where your manager comes in. It's not going to all be done in 24 hours. So where does that feel satisfying? Given that you're a father, you've got this other gig, family, playtime, et cetera. So let's clarify that so that when your head hits the pillow at night, you're not like, oh my gosh, I didn't get everything done today. It's not about that. Right. Do you want to define some kind of timelines with these things? Or it could also be something that you follow up with me on. If you need to look at your calendar and take into consideration things. No, I mean, I think I can start working on both of those this month 
of reaching out to folks and seeing if they want to sit down. You know, the two conversations a month thing, you know, you take a step back, like what that forces me to do is like think about who I might want to talk to, figuring out how to reach out to those people and let them know what I'm doing, how I can help. Um, so there's a whole nother step of like, okay, well, like I can be doing that on a weekly basis of like going through my network and thinking about who I haven't talked to in a while and who I would just want to say hi to. And, and that's one of those consistency things that builds up to those conversations. Great. Okay. What I want to add to this is a regular interval where you zoom out and you have this conversation with somebody Maybe it's somebody in your mastermind, maybe it's a coach, maybe yeah. whatever it is, but you access this, this high level view of where you're going and what's going on and what are the okay. next steps, what are the missions? That needs to be part of your process so that you're not just okay. reacting to things as, the, as your technician throughout your, your day. Yeah. So what would be a regular interval for you to just zoom out and tap into these things and, and have that, that strategy meeting with yourself or with somebody else? I think that would be easy to incorporate into like the current monthly mastermind that I'm doing with this group. I mean, that's, I mean, it's a perfect format for it and it's a perfect place to, to have people push me a little bit and hold me accountable. Great. So what's the, what I want you to leave those conversations with or what's the mission, right? Where am I headed? Yep. And then what's the action? What am I completing yep. and by when? Yep. And your, Guidance system here is feeling that pinch. Does that, is that satisfying or does it still feel like something's off and something's not being dealt with? Does it still feel like, oh, and that's what I want you to be checking in with because that, that guy's telling you something. Okay. He's, t- he's going to let you know if you're listening to too many podcasts. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Oh, I got a new idea. I'm still no closer to doing yeah. the thing. Yeah. What are you taking away from this process so far? What's, what's, how, what's impacting you? I don't think I realized how much anxiety I had until it went away. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just having a clearer sense of where I'm going and that I don't need to have all of this figured out. That, and I think I have a sense of the places that I hide and that sense of integrity right? And knowing when you're out of integrity with yourself um, and listening to that. Uh, I may not know what's wrong, but I know something's wrong. So it's a good, I really like that as a marker to start digging. Being like, what, like, where am I out of alignment? Yeah. And then what would, what would bring things back into alignment? Yeah. Yeah. Great. It just sounds, I mean, it just sounds like such a fun way to live. Good this path that you're on really is a path of mastery it's different than i got to this point and then i do the same thing over and over again for at you know for yeah. however many years left what we're describing here never really stops so it can be fun it can be like oh where is the next edge where is my challenge where can i increase the skill level and and lean into this process more and that's where we get to experience more of that flow and that engagement so if you learn to embrace this it will open the door for that aliveness that you're seeking. It's awesome. But you got to be at the wheel. You cannot sleep at, at the wheel. You need to create an environment that, uh, that refuses to let you go to sleep. If you're on this path, it never stops being uncomfortable. 
it's just different discomfort. Right. And that's how you know you're in the right spot. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but it's like, it's, you know, it's the truth. And it's, it, it becomes really pressing when I look at my son and I think about what kind of example I want to set for him and living a life without regret and being passionate and really seeing what I'm capable of. Like, it's not like, these aren't like, it's not rocket science stuff, but it's like such powerful lessons. And so I, when I see how he looks at me and how he follows me all the time, it's terrifying. Like he's always watching. And so it's a really powerful reminder that, you know, like what an example I will be in his life. Great. What I love is it's not about being perfect. No. It's about, Hey, I'm scared. I don't know something, but I can learn and I can, I can step into that fear. And I think that's, different from what I hear kind of like old school fathering, which is I'm never scared and I got my shit together all the time. And then, you know, he's falling apart inside trying to maintain that. No, it's one of the benefits of being an older dad is like, there's, there's fewer things I give a shit about for sure. And I mean, if there's one thing I've learned so far, it's just, it's really being present and devoted to the kiddo and the, my family. Like just, it's re- like the best thing I can do for them is really be there, <laughs> not be in my head, not being, you know, like be there. Yeah. It's inspiring, man. I'm really, I'm grateful you're doing this and I'm grateful that you're in touch with why you're doing it on such a deep Thank level. You. Yeah. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, my man. Anything else that would help you today? No, you've been great. You've t- Despite you saying otherwise, this has been a lot of fun. (laughs) Great. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.